Ideological subversion is, is the slow process or psychological war to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing process which goes very slow and is divided into four basic stages. Eaters. I also just keep this in it. Let's roll. <laughs> Welcome to episode four of Poking the Pot podcast. Today is February 14th. We are terrible people and not spending Valentine's Day with our significant others. Instead, we're here spending it with you. You should feel extra special. And we are drinking, FYI. Oh, yeah, we are drinking tonight, so this could get interesting. Uh, I'm Garrett. This is Tanner. Hi. Uh, co- quick content warning. Adult language, adult content does occasionally get used. If you have a problem with that, I'm sorry. Find another podcast. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about a few more terms... We thought we did pretty good on episode one, covering a good basis, but we there was a couple extra terms we wanted to talk about, so we figured we'd talk about them today. And then uh, we yeah. also wanted to talk about uh, kind of our ideal government, uh, kind of work towards providing solutions and ideas towards existing problems, not just gripe about them. Because libertarians like to bitch about everything. And then that's all they do is they bitch about everything and then go about their days and not do anything. So fuck the government. I hate everything. I want to (laughs) die. It's so horrible. Oh, my gosh. Communists aren't people. And then turn around and order from Amazon. Yikes. Hashtag shit or get off the pot 2020. (laughs) For those who know, you know. Uh, anyways, anything else you want to cover before we dive into it? Uh, something that got brought up to me a couple times is if we plan on monetizing our content, if we are deplatformed. Now, due to the fact that we are in the comedy section, I don't think we'll have a problem being deplatformed currently. This is all a joke. (laughs) This is all a joke. This is all in the world of Minecraft and the comedy world. (laughs) Yeet. But truly, we don't believe in, uh you paying for our content because nope. not, not only do is our content not worth paying for <laughs> but eventually we will be getting into religion and that is truly something you should never have to pay for not to say yes. if you want to work with us on a value for value level and sauce us a couple dollars we're not going to complain but as for charging you to listen to us that it's absurd. This is a podcast. Yeah. We might come out with some merch. We're actually talking to various people on that uh, possible opportunity. Uh, but it's we're, that's, a, that's a work in progress. Yeah. And in order for that to happen, we have to become bigger. So please 
Share the show. Share the show. Share the show. Cool. Anything what you, else? What are you drinking, Greg? Whiskey sour. Hmm. I got what about a, you. Uh, whiskey and ginger ale. I finally finished off the proper number twelve bottle. Never buying that again. Oh really? Well, it, it was my second bottle, but I'm not buying it again. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, got some uh, Irish Castmates IPA uh, Jameson. Okay, now you're just making me look poor. Thanks. And I won't be buying it again. It's not very good straight. Uh, it, Black Barrel's way better, so that's probably what I'll be sticking to when it comes to Jameson from now on. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Yes, sir. Anywho, anything else in housekeeping? Are we off on the races? Uh, I do appreciate the growth on the social medias. I haven't checked our growth on podcasts. That's your and Garrett. But uh, the growth on social media is awesome. And the interactions with people has been cool. Um, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Liberty Minded Medics. I do not apologize. <laughs> <laughs> anyway agorism (laughs) let's drive right in (laughs) or to piss those english grammatical people off agorism uh if you've never heard of it before it comes from the greek word agora uh which means open market meeting place it's usually supposed to be central to the local city or state um kind of come it comes from greek uh, but agorism is the philosophy that advocates for voluntary interaction or free market. Um, it's a little bit more than that, though, because there's a lot of uh, things that talk about counter-economics, profitable civil disobedience, um, not using politics to get the things done you want to get done, nonviolent revolution. So it's it's a lot more than just the simple theory of voluntary interaction there's there's a lot going on there um but we just kind of wanted to talk about it today because it really lines up with uh voluntarism and anarchy at least our uh, what we want uh, or what we see ourselves in line with as far as those philosophies it's basically just how we want to live our lives yep it's really, uh, it's really simple at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, we Like we said at the beginning, we kind of want to talk about more action today than just theory. Agorism is literally the action of a voluntarist or an anarchist. Um, the term was originally coined by Samuel Edward Konkin III. Uh, if you want some good reading on libertarianism, agorism, anarchy... Uh, he has some good thoughts and good things to read. Um, I've got a quote here for him, uh, from him, that kind of summarizes the basic idea of agorism. Uh, states, the goal of agorism is the agora, the society of the open marketplace as near to unattained by theft, assault, and fraud as can be humanly attained is as close to a free society as can be achieved. And a free society is the only one in which we and every one of us can satisfy his or her subjective values without crushing others. Values by violence or coercion. 
as quote by Conkin. So yeah, basically agorism, free voluntary association, free market. Uh, what are some examples of agorism, sir? Uh, I mean, some really simple examples would be like if you were to, for example, uh, hire someone and pay them cash working under the table. That's a really basic example of agorism. That's something else about agorism, too. A lot of people think, oh, this is some fancy philosophical theory. Most people have done something that is agorism. Like, they for example, call it that. you host a party to watch a fight or a football game, and uh, in payment, people bring over food or alcohol or... Yeah whatever using alternative currencies is a prime form of agorism or selling things for cash and then not claiming it on your taxes hey guess what you're supposed to do that but no one does at least i don't think so not yet irs don't pay attention (laughs) (laughs) but point being like there's lots of uh, like growing your own food is another example basically anything you do to create your own economy and your own system is practicing agorism uh what we're going to talk about a little bit later is taking that to the next step which is how can we build entire systems and communities completely separate from the government that don't require the government to run and become self completely self-sustainable individuals and the reason why we want to do that is because we don't have a capitalistic society like people claim. We have a cronyistic society. Um, but what's cronyism? That sounds scary. <laughs> uh, cronyism is capitalism, but with government influence. So um, a couple examples would be when a government hires a company uh, to do a task, but they go over to one of their buddies who either A, used to be in government or just happens to be a good friend of theirs and says, hey, we'll pay you 10% above the market to do this task. That's cronyism. Uh, Another example would be when you get companies that are so big that they can then pay massive amounts of money in lobbying to get laws changed to secure their monopoly on whatever market they may be holding, that's also cronyism. That is not capitalism. Capitalism uh, comes from the word capital, which means wealth or property, which comes from the word, the Latin word capitalis, um, which it's kind of funny. To be honest, I don't really understand if you look at the root history of the word capitalis and where capitalism comes from. It doesn't make sense because capitalis comes from the roots caput and alis. Um, caput means head and then alice is a suffix used to form relationships in latin so you'll put alice or eris or uh there's a i think there's a third form of it you'll put that on the end of words to basically create a relationship form of the previous word and that is the word that we get capitalism from so supposedly it's a relationship of heads so that Racism. 
This is why uh, Latin is the worst language on the planet. That's <laughs> why it's dead. <laughs> Anyways, point being, capitalism, what it really is, it, it's supposed to be a free market. It's supposed to be a uh, way to exchange means of wealth and property via whether that be um, products that I make, whether that be my money that I've earned in other ways to buy other people's products um, or whatever. It's it, it's simply supposed to be the free market where individuals or entities are allowed to exchange those. But when we get in, when we let government get involved in that system, that's when we create a system of cronyism, which is what we currently have. We don't have a system of capitalism. Uh, if we had a system of capitalism, you wouldn't have Amazon dominating the market because they wouldn't be able to lobby and get laws to change to get things done. Same with Facebook, Instagram, and pretty much any big company out there right now. They've lobbied laws to make it difficult for. Uh, people to get into market because they have control of whether it be patents or whether it be they're who influences the mission emissions controls or for cars or various other things they create these difficult hoops that yes can be hopped through but are very expensive and difficult to do so allowing them to basically have free reign and control over the market for example rich ass people getting paid from their non-profit firms yeah Clintons did you get murked nope I'm here <laughs> I'm just enjoying my drink it's been a long day <laughs> uh, yeah uh, you'll see a lot of politicians have non-profits that people donate to magically that money somehow ends up into their hands don't know how um that's kind of what i was talking about with the whole lobbying thing another prime example um which you can go to other experts to hear more about this but in uh, law enforcement and military you'll see contracts go out for various equipment um usually the owner of said equipment is a friend of whoever's writing the contract they write the contract uh, for dollars on the penny of whatever the product's worth and someone makes millions of dollars on products that didn't cost them millions of dollars to make and they secure their thing in the market that they wouldn't have been able to do otherwise even though it's a terrible item or contract uh, but this this is why we need to get the government out of the market because People like to say, oh, rich people can create their own monopolies. Yes, they can because they can pay the government to secure those monopolies. If the government was never involved, they wouldn't have the ability to create that monopoly to begin with because they wouldn't be able to force people out by the rule of law. People... Yes, money can buy just about anything. Yes, money can guarantee you security and a whole lot of things but it's a lot harder to strong arm businesses strong arm economies and other various things when you don't have the law behind you because they the people you're trying to strong arm can turn can, 
can fight back when you don't have a government pushing them down is what I'm trying to say. Makes sense. So that's why we need to get the government out of the market. You think? You're not only because uh, you know they've printed more money than has been in, in existence in a hundred years in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People talking about uh, wondering why cryptocurrency or gold and silver is going up. Um, it's because your government has printed so much fucking money that the dollar is about to take a massive crash. And I don't care what your stock market graph says that the dollar is holding its value. That's just the government propping it up. It's going to crash. You can't print trillions of dollars and expect the dollar to stay flat. Honestly, the only reason that dollar is up is not only the fact that no one realizes it's all bullshit right now. It's because all mm -hmm. these trillionaires have their money in the markets currently, and it's just yeah. creating a fake market. In reality, yep. the smart people are trying to get out of the market as quickly as possible before they lose everything. They're buying gold and silver, which is why gold and silver is skyrocketing. And very hard to find right now. Yeah. Anywho. And freedom seeds. Freedom seeds! Those are the things that go pew pew and bang bang. <laughs> uh... I think the next thing we want to kind of talk about a little bit is victimless crimes. <laughs> if you but what's know... a victimless crime, Dad? <laughs> if you don't know what a victimless crime is, it's very simple. It's any crime that doesn't have a victim. Um, and a very important point of that, the state can't be a victim. But pay your taxes. The state is not a person. The state is an entity that's an idea. The state is literally nothing, technically. It's it's a group of ideas. It cannot be a victim. You can't assault a piece of paper or a thought. What if I took a piss on the Constitution? Not a victim. <laughs> it's a piece of freaking paper. So anyways, uh, some examples of what victimless claims are would be stuff like prostitution. Ew, Drugs, bad. Suicide, smuggling, contraband, nudism, multiple spouses, gaming or gambling that's not licensed, not wearing your seatbelt, speeding, public drunkenness, tax evasion, tax fraud, not paying your taxes, not paying fines, or even disobeying a police officer's quote-unquote lawful order. Not a victimless, or it is a victimless crime. You telling a police officer telling you to do something and you say no, as long as you're not harming anyone, you're not harming anyone. That's the key part there. But I have a badge, I can tell you what to do. Am I harming anyone? Yes, you're not listening to who me. the guy listening to you. No, I'm playing the part of the officer. Yeah, am I am I harming anyone there, officer? No, but you need to listen to me. 
No, I don't. Get on the ground. No. Other examples of this are... Uh, <laughs> in some states, you can't collect rainwater off your own damn roof. Yeah, that's a crime. Why? I don't it's, know. It's harming the state and their profits. Oh, wait, the state can't be a victim. Never mind, sorry. Another example of this is putting a piece of plastic that doesn't conform to arbitrary rules on a weapon that doesn't hurt anyone but whatever yeah like in california certain pieces of plastic on your gun are crimes another example would be uh some places most places you need a permit to have a garage sale <laughs> <laughs> or a permit to um put some siding on your fucking house or you have to pass some code to put in or have an up-to-date coded toilet in your new house. Or when you're adding some wiring for that new light on your back porch, you got to get an electrical inspection because it could be unsafe for you to live in there if you did it wrong. But it's okay for that house across the street that's 60 years old. That's okay because it was built long ago. Yeah. Math. Yeah. Yeah, victimless crimes are bad, and they're kind of useless. They're literally just there so the state can make money off you. Yeah, that's and that's basically the what we kind of wanted to talk about is there are a lot of crimes out there that literally involve no victim. Unless I'm directly harming you, there should be no crime. Uh, why am I getting arrested? Why am I getting fined for doing something that I want to do that has no effect towards anyone else? I shouldn't be. Like, you guys That's ever of... wonder why in some uh, at the start of the year, and usually at the start of the month, too, there's a lot more people getting pulled over by the police department? <laughs> it's not because there's... Time. It's not because people are speeding more at the beginning of the month or beginning of the year. It's because the police department is trying to make up their monthly budget, and therefore they need to pull more people over for not wearing their damn seatbelt, even though it's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Because you got to get that $150 ticket, sir, because my roads. Oh, don't worry. I'll get through the roads later. <laughs> uh, point being, if you never heard of the term victimless crime, you should really look into it. Um, there's <laughs> what's what's it say in the Constitution? Uh, you should be able to do stuff to pursue your life, liberty, and happiness. Um, as long as I'm not harming anyone, am I violating pursuing and, and I'm pursuing my life, liberty, and happiness? Am I doing anything wrong? If I want to go 170 miles an hour on my motorcycle out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere at 2 a.m. in the morning, at 2 a.m. in the no morning, one's on the road, when no one's on the road, I'm not hurting anybody. Now I may be stupid and I might die, sure, but that's my own responsibility. At the end of the day, I'm not hurting anybody. Why, if I get caught, why am I going to prison? Because it's... Yeah. Uh, help me. Uh, it's a felony in most states to go over 100 miles an hour. 
Yeah. Anything. It's usually forty miles an hour over the speed limit, and you start breaching into felony terms. Sometimes it's fifty, sixty, but usually forty. Now, there's an argument to be made about going 170 miles an hour through downtown Portland. Okay, I get it. That that argument can be made, sure. But out on a country road, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but if you murdered someone, isn't murder a crime? Yeah. If you assaulted someone with your vehicle, isn't motor vehicle assault a crime? Of course. So why do we need another crime? To pay for my roads. Right. <laughs> How them potholes down in Oregon doing right about now? You know that road that we used to live on <laughs> that we complained about for like 20 years? Yeah, Birch Street that got fixed right after we left? Yeah, it just got paved like uh, six Last months year. ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But they saw we moved out. It was time to fix it. Like, oh, those assholes moved out. Time to uh, time to fix it. Fix them roads. No, like seriously, guys. There's the street we used to live down the road from. It had potholes like every six feet. It was bad. Not to mention roots that had grown under the road that had shoved the road up like six inches. Cracks everywhere patches everywhere like literally the ultimate road that you would take a picture of and go this is why taxes don't work yeah that was our road 20 yeah. years didn't bother to fix it then we leave it's now nice and new but the courthouse and jail got repaved every other year or you know got new siding <laughs> no but they got new sidewalks probably once a year got repaved every other year they changed the landscaping probably every six months because they couldn't make up their mind whether they wanted trees or no trees <laughs> which they changed again by the way if you haven't been there recently oh yeah i, I saw that last time i was there i was just like where's <laughs> where's all of the trees <laughs> yeah yeah anywho uh the next thing we want to talk about is minarchism also known as minarchy, also known by some people as just simply libertarianism, because it's all kind of in line with each other, although libertarianism often covers a much wider sense of ideals. And for the anarchists um, listening, minarchy's bad, it's government. Yeah. You're, you guys are annoying too, I can make fun of you too. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um... Minarchy basically means minimal government. Um, its literal translation would be minimal ruler. Um, typically, most people who believe in minarchy usually believe in a lot more of a voluntary association, but there's still some things that aren't voluntary. So they believe that you can't levy taxes on legitimately owned property. Um, so uh, uh, housing, a home tax or homeowner's tax, you, that, that, you can't have that. Or when you buy a car, you, you can't tax someone for buying a car, um, a, a, a used car. Um, they also think that they can't, you cannot interfere with anyone's civil liberties or an individual rights. So this is back where we were talking about victimless crimes. Most minarchists agree with the whole victimless crime thing. Um, those are kind of civil liberties. You are 
you have the right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. That's usually what people talk about when they talk about civil liberties. And then individual rights. You have the right to self-defense. You have the right to uh, the ability to earn the money that you need to earn, yada, yada. Um, another term for this kind of style of government is a night watchman state. Um, basically meaning there's military police and some, a basic law structure, and that's about it. Um, they take care of foreign, they take care of criminals, they take care of basic infrastructure, and that's all that's there. They're out of the health department, uh, system, they're out of the education system, they're out of the employment system, they're out of the transportation system. All that's private. Um, basically, they're gonna they're gonna solve any problems of theft, uh, assault, murder, fraud, or breach of contract between two individuals. Um, the idea of a contract between two individuals is, um, let's say I have a house, Tanner wants to buy it. So I'm going to come to him and via voluntary association, we're going to come up with a contract to sell my house. I'm going to say, I'm going to, Tanner is going to give me five apples and I'm going to give Tanner possession of the house. Well, if Tanner comes back and he gives me three apples and two rotten apples, and I decide that that's a breach of contract, that's what we're talking about. Hey, Garrett, you want to sell your yeah. house for 12 apples? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's 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 worth a little bit more now. Um, however, this is still a government. So there is still mandatory compliance to a certain extent. There can still be a state, police forces, military, um, which, while the idea of minarchy is great, um, that's what our nation was technically founded upon. How did that go? Oh, I don't know. 1864, 1984, 1912... 1944. Not great. <laughs> Which, in my opinion, no. the minarchist style government we had died right at the Civil War. But that's my opinion. Uh, yes. Cause I think it died a little bit earlier, but yes. Because you can't have a voluntary association of states or unions at a point of a gun. At the end of the day. Yeah. I think it died when we wrote the Constitution, but... That, that's cover, also fair. We can cover that in a later episode. But basically, when you make a piece of paper that guarantees rights that you already have, you then get rid of people's need to maintain the rights that they already have because they have a piece of paper telling them that they have those rights. And if, once again, I've said this multiple times, if you think a government is going to hold itself accountable, accountable because of a piece of paper and you don't do anything, you're joking with yourself. You're... And this is why we like anarchy, because... We like personal responsibility. Yes, <laughs> we like personal responsibility, and if you have any sort of state, you're always going to end up with 
a more tyrannical state next week than you had this week. That's just how government works. That's how it has to work for it to survive. Um, if it's not next week, it'll be in 150 years. It'll happen eventually. People don't understand that governments are just like businesses. For businesses to stay and function, they have to have some sort of growth. If they are stagnant or they are falling, they will eventually die off. Government's the same way. If it were to just sit and not grow at a certain percentage, it would become stagnant and it would begin to fall off and we would no longer need it. Well, that would be the end of government, which government has a problem with. So, yeah. But my roads. Buddy, if you need roads and you want roads so bad and everybody around you wants roads so bad, you will have roads. There are more ways to pay for roads than pointing a gun at your neighbor and telling him to give you 20% of his income. You know that buddy of yours that works for the concrete pouring business and pours driveways? He could also, mm -hmm. you know, pour roads. <gasps> or, you know, just buy a truck and use gravel. It's pretty simple. <laughs> it's a little more complicated than that. Technically, you have to have a base and that has to be big rock that way you know it can have a support and sit in the ground right and also have drainage then you have your pack stuff overneath yeah, it's, yeah. okay thanks Garrett for making me look like a dumbass <laughs> <laughs> oh. and on that bombshell we come to our solutions part of the episode Wait, libertarians with solutions? Huh? I've never heard of that. I've known like no. three people that have said talked about this. What in the ass? What in the ass? Uh, so what does your ideal government look like? Um, just gonna chunk out some ideas, kind of try and paint a picture for those people who are still kind of struggling with the idea of what does it look like to not have big daddy standing over you with a big stick about to hit you if you do something wrong um a lot of people think that just because we have no government that means it'll be this completely uh chaotic violent society um people forget that just because there's no big daddy with a big stick that they think, oh, there's all of a sudden no laws and no rules. No, there's still plenty of laws and rules. That's how you survive. You don't survive as a society if you're a completely chaotic, lawless society. You have to have some sort of structure and law. Well, who's going to enforce them? You are. But that's scary. Yep, so is the big daddy with a big stick standing behind you with your nude-ass butt trying to get some shit done. Sorry, I had some whiskey in my system. <laughs> Anywho, what does your ideal government look like, Tanner? Well, ideally, like in my dream utopia, we go back to the basics of we follow God's law of the Ten Commandments, and if that is how a government's going to run, then that would be a true Romans 13 government. And therefore, I would be completely fine with that government. But 
if I want liberty in my lifetime, I guarantee you that's not going to happen. Unless by some miracle. <laughs> Insert collapse of society. Yay! <laughs> Burn it all down. Take me home. Take, Take me, me home. Where I belong. <laughs> West Virginia. Nothing, mama. Take me home. That country road. <laughs> Now that we just sung the most off-key and off-pitch version of Mountain Mama. And made everyone leave the podcast. <laughs> my ideal government. Uh, yes. Well, in my ideal government, the government isn't pointing at a, at a gun at its citizens to give it, give, have the people give their money to it. Okay. And, and for people that don't understand what we mean when we say that let's say you don't pay any taxes every two weeks so you're on you want to pay your taxes yearly and then you just decide not to one year well the big bad irs shows up with some federal agents and takes you to prison and uh yeah you can't do that so there's there's that but ideally government's not pointing a gun at people and people get what they want from their government no couldn't do that and for the, like, at the end of the day, there's always going to be communists in America. It's just a fact. There's always going to be Karens that don't want guns and don't want drugs on the street. And that's fine. If they want to live in places where they're funding the government to take care of those problems, that's fine. But ideally, where I want to live, I want to live out in the buttfuck nowhere. And my only association with the government is when I go into town and see the local sheriff sitting in his office doing nothing. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, as much as I don't like the police force, I think having a 911 system for fire and EMS is a great thing. I think being able, like, when your house is on fire or you a tragic accident happened to your house, being able to call 911 to have someone come help you, I think that's a great thing. But it should be used completely differently than it is it doesn't need to be funded by coercively you can fund 911 yourself i think that would be a much better way to do it so you're for some sort of like crowdfunded minarchy type situation yeah for the people that want minarchy but i don't want it i want people to live happily so yes but you're wanting so, with a crowdfunded minarchy, as long as it's a voluntary minarchy, theoretically, you could live completely independently like you're talking about as and voluntarily contribute to the systems that you wanted to voluntary, voluntarily contribute to and never interact with the government. While exactly. still there being some sort of government out there running the show, you just don't have to interact with it. Yep. But we're talking what I want to see in my lifetime. This, And this is like me being realistic here <laughs> oh okay <laughs> but at the end of the day my opinion it will change and in a week i'm sure my opinion will be different just like my opinion now is a complete 180 from what it was a year ago a year ago <laughs> i was gonna vote for donald trump in 2020 and uh <laughs> yeah fuck that <laughs> <laughs> so uh 
here's a question for you. What do you see like military being in this ideal utopia? Uh, for one, get rid of the draft. No. Uh, yeah, there's still a draft, people. <laughs> there's this thing called, called the... Selective Services. And if you're 18 years old, you have to enlist. It's just... It's, it's a part. felony if you don't. Yeah. I found Another out that... Another victimless crime. Yeah. Wow. No. But no draft. Completely voluntary. And ideally, uh, each county or city or state has a local militia that they can voluntarily enlist in and that can be used in in natural disasters or whatever it needed kind of like the national guard it's just voluntarily and you volunteer to do things whenever it's available to you and you mean the military can be used for humanitarian aid not just killing brown people in the sandbox oh wow yes and i don't mean voluntarily making elderly people in old folks homes take a vaccine sips drink what but this can also be used if we are invaded by a foreign force these local militias based in the all the way down to the county level can be united on a state or region level and be used to resist other governments or nations yep okay what about the border how do we handle that well, in my ideal government, everyone has the right to defend their property on the four corners of it with the use of lethal means. And if that were to the case, I don't really care who comes into the country. Fair enough. Because if, if I can defend myself and I can defend my property, I don't care if you're going to shoot heroin in the streets. <laughs> Uh, what about federal government? Do we have one of those? Nope. Nope? Just all states? Yep. So how do we interact with uh, different nations? That's fair. Didn't think of that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, let me... uh, So, originally, the... How the federal government was supposed to work is, like, for example, the DA. There used to be a DA for the entirety of the U.S. Now we have, like, multiple DAs for each state. Originally, the DA was one lawyer that dealt with everything for the entirety of the nation, and he had to have his own side job, and he got paid, like, 12 bucks a year. Like, 12 bucks a year back then was a lot of money, but back then... He had to have his own firm where he takes on his own personal cases, and he still managed to do everything for the United States. In my opinion, if we're still to have a federal government, that's how it would be. It would be completely decentralized. I don't think we need a president, personally, but that's me. Nope. I think having a union of the... I don't even want to say we have governors anymore but having a union between the states when something is needs to be communicated with other nations is a lot better way to do it how that happens i don't have the answer to that but if that's through having governors that come together in a quote congress unquote to talk about the issues that we need to handle with other nations then so be it yep personally i think the 
president idea is a ridiculous term. <laughs> this idea of self-checking government and there's three branches of government that will regulate themselves regulate each other is ridiculous it clearly doesn't work <laughs> and for all those trump tards that are going to say it does it doesn't how's that working for you now there but i thought i i thought those 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 three branches of government were going to regulate themselves and prove all the voter fraud that was about to happen how'd that go hillary never went to prison Yep. Hillary never went to prison. Uh, Biden worked with Russia and Ukraine. Shall I continue I can, down the list? Actually, no. The Trump Trump tards are saying the system works because Trump wasn't impeached yesterday. Sorry, my bad. He wasn't. I thought he was impeached. He just wasn't charged. He was impeached, but it wasn't. He got indicted by the Senate. So it's basically yeah. just like the last one, where on paper he's impeached, but nothing happens. Yay! So all the liberals can be can say he's the worst president ever. He got impeached twice, and all of the Republicans can say he was never technically impeached. It so just creates more. Please, problems. please, please, someone impeach Biden three times. <laughs> please, <laughs> just for the comedic aspect of it. All right, back to. Uh, but hey, in regards to. Yeah, but federally, that's a tricky one because, like, in my opinion, states should almost be treated as countries themselves yep. because the fact that you think you can get get a group of people from L.A. to get a, a vote or agree on the same things as a group from Texas is insane. Like, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, there are ways of life. Like, okay, Austin and L.A.? Okay, sure, whatever. But fort worth texas and then freaking san francisco california those are two different ways of life those two people will are completely different like they're still human they still are can be friendly friendly with each other absolutely but one one wants to get their all their federal benefits from the government and their stimulus check every three months and the other one just wants to grow their corn and be left alone <laughs> Yeah, people people forget that before we had these large nations, and even when we had a lot of these large nations, people got in it with each other really hard over stupid shit. We didn't start getting along like we do right now until we had these civil religions that we could all blindly follow. That's why you saw a lot of nations with some really strict rules was because they couldn't get along so they instituted a bunch of strict rules so they wouldn't die off and disappear and Which, people like, what i don't understand is people like look at the not my president fiasco like you have 43 percent of the population that votes one way and 43 percent of the country votes another way so the leftover is what 14 percent of libertarians basically that don't don't vote anyway <laughs> You have two different, completely different ways of thinking, and we have this strange assumption that we have to all be a union together. It's like, well, one side wants me to be victim to the government, and the other side wants to bootlick the police and bomb other countries. Well, I don't like either of these. What, what, 
and one side wants to take my ability to defend myself and I don't want that. So why do I have to be in a union with that state? Like separate everyone and it would be so much better. <laughs> like the only why is the only why is it, go ahead. Why is it so difficult for people to understand that it's okay for someone to live their life independently and separately of yours and have their own opinions and their own life? Like why can't we have like if every state was treated like its own country and then you voted that way, that'd be absolutely better. Oh, because, yeah. It'd because be how America was designed to be. And then That's why it originally was we free states. And then rather and then you take away the freaking social security number and the freaking state licenses and you can as you can transfer between states all you want and all this other crap. And then when something happens on the federal basis, like China wants to invade or whatever, we all have a union or whatever together to work against that because we all just want to be left alone. Works so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add to your beautiful picture? I mean... Ideally, we get everyone to have an acre of property that they just grow on and trade with other people. But at the end of the day, there's always going to be that soccer mom, Karen, that just wants to go to the grocery store to buy food for dinner that one night. And what she wants to do that every day she'll, until she dies. So that's not going to happen. <sighs> yeah, I mean, people are going to want to live their lives different um... Yeah, and that's okay. If you want to live in the city and go for it, get your kids jabbed and send them to the (laughs) government school system to get doctrinated into the government system, you go for it. But I'm going to live out in the boonies and trade with my brother some Bitcoin or some, I don't know, some eggs and some milk for everything I want and not pay taxes. Yep taxes for shit that I don't use and doesn't help me. What? Do you, you don't want me to talk about law enforcement? Um, I mean, sure, if you've got some things you want to contribute in there. So, in my ideal society, okay, before I go into that, why is it, I'm going to ask a question, why is it that you pay taxes and you have a county sheriff, you have a city police officer, you have state police and then you have federal police and by federal police i mean ice cia fbi uh atf atf all the other federal agencies and all those federal agencies are ridiculous they they can all be abolished so they can go bye bye uh state police uh, bye bye yeah bye city police bye Sheriff, I'll keep I'll keep the sheriff around. You know why? Because for that poor single mom that's being fucking abused by her ex-husband and is tired of it and wants to call the sheriff to come take him away, that's why. Or for the other domestic abuse or for that murder that happens across the street, 
you got to have someone or the child rapist or the child rapist you got to have someone at least regulate something so in the big cities sure you have few county sheriffs but they're not out patrolling the s- streets for drug crimes and traffic violations you're not wearing your seatbelt they're sitting in the office like they're supposed to and when the phone rings they go out May- might slow down response time sure but that's why you have a firearm to defend yourself well, so here's here's another thing too, right? So you have your state sheriff and their state sheriff's office and the deputies and all that's associated with that. They take care of your actual law enforcement. Okay, what if you in your community decide that you want something a little better? You live in a fancy HOA, you've got three quarter million dollar houses, y'all drive Porsches and Mercedes, you work as doctors, you're concerned about theft and want a little faster response time. You're not paying a whole bunch in taxes because it's all voluntary and you're paying for some services that you actually want to pay for and actually things are getting done with your taxes. So you have a little bit of extra money in your pocket. So what's to stop you from hiring a private security firm that actually does patrols and is local and you can fire at any point when they do something absolutely retarded and don't deserve your money in anymore that gives you that super quick response time that you're looking for to protect your fancy portion Ferrari? Sounds Why like does the... It sounds like you're talking about Nancy Pelosi. Oh. <laughs> Why do you need the government to uh, uh, come and save you when, uh, by law, they're not even required to do so? Versus someone on a contract like that actually would be. And a true voluntary society where I'm funding my local agencies... Genuinely, I would sauce some money towards my local fire and EMS, and I'd probably fund. I I don't I personally don't agree with police, but if this is how things would be, I'd sauce my local sheriff who doesn't do a whole lot some well, extra you dollars to have out. The sheriff is elected. Yeah, if your sheriff is a freaking dumbass, fire him and elect another one. And this doesn't, and in this society, me and my group of buddies can take, if the sheriff is busy, we all, me and a group of guys can drive around our neighborhood and whatever, if there's some crime up this week, we can drive around our neighborhood in nods in the back of my pickup and go <laughs> hunt the local pedo. A blackout mobile. Yeehaw. Anything else? in your picture now like this idea that you have to pay that you're made to pay 30 percent of your income and you have no control over that money and then the government goes and prints more money than has been in existence since 1910 is absolutely absurd like our dollar is absolutely fucking useless now and it's ridiculous yeah. Like, I got so pissed off last night because I realized that I'm losing so much money because of the government every week. And they're going out and just printing money because they want to pad their buddies' pockets before this whole system collapses. Yep. Like, if taxes didn't exist, I wouldn't be broke as shit right now drinking $20 whiskey. <laughs> be drinking that 10 year old scotch right now bitch now i'd probably 
be spending my money on nods like a dumbass and yeah same be out larping <laughs> nods suppressors but i wouldn't ammo. be pissed off at the government okay <laughs> i wouldn't be a goon <laughs> i wouldn't be a boog boy eat um well should we talk about maybe... no what's your ideal government okay um so i have a few various different ideas um but the one i've settled on more and more recently as i become more and more of an anarchist is a mix of a crowdfunded anarchy basically um, if you don't know what crowdfunded government is, we'll go into that. We'll link some podcasts and help you explain that a little bit later. But basically, we have applications, um, and we have people who are glued to their phones. Um, why can't we run our communities and societies off an application? Um, you can't tell me it's not secure enough because you keep your frickin' bank information on your phone. You keep all your logins on your phone and all sorts of other things that you get into on your phone that are so secure. So you can't tell me it's not secure enough. It's plenty secure enough. Throw some double-factor authentication on it and some basic encryption and you're good to go. Uh, but why why can't we, on a community level, make decisions off a phone and not have some fancy leader to do so? Uh, why can't we simply have some basic council uh, that is simply there to put forward ideas? They're basically a big think tank. You have your council on your state level. You have your council maybe on a federal level because you're going to need to interact with other nations at some point. It's to create trade embargoes and that sort of stuff. That's just what you're going to need. But these people don't make the decisions. All they do is put forward ideas. That's it. They chuck forward an idea, it comes up in your app, they have a brief synopsis, they have the full scenario if you want to read through all that, if you're some smart person, or you can just read through the brief synopsis and go, yep, I like that one. And you go, yep, that's what I want to do. Tells you how much it's going to cost you every year, how much money you got to contribute. It's completely voluntary. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. You vote no. Cool. If they don't get enough votes, they don't get enough contributions they or whatever to get their pro, their idea done, guess what? Doesn't happen. Never existed. Goes back, whatever. I guarantee you, they put out a fire system. They show you how much it's cost. Guarantee you the whole community is going to contribute to that. They put out some EMS system. Guarantee you the whole community is going to contribute to that. Why? They already want that. Why does there have to be some government pointing a gun on at you to make it happen? You've got some nasty main road that you want fixed. They put forward the project, the cost, the bid, the whole nine yard. They've put forward three bids for you. You pick the one you want, get it done. It's done. Your roads are fixed. You're up and rolling again. And in this uh, system, you also have the way for people to be like, wait, why does this section of road cost $8 billion? <laughs> There's some. I'm sure my buddy who pours concrete can do it for a whole lot cheaper. Yep. Sorry. Continue. No, you're good. Um, and you can do everything that way. Uh, you have China come bomb your northwest border. 
you've got social media to let everybody know within two hours of it. It's not going to be a slow reaction time. I'm almost, I'm almost willing to bet you if you've got local militias on the ground and you chuck forward, hey, this guy just bombed on social media, guess what? There will be a response and the money to fund it within an hour. GoFundMe.com. Like, <laughs> you know, and say, everything can be done this way. You want a program in your system. All you got to do is pitch it to your think tank, get them, or even, I mean, you could even have a way to pitch it yourself. If you're a smart individual and you're able to run a project and, you know, create a basic plan and throw it up on an application, there's nothing to stop individual people from chucking up their ideas and getting everybody in their community to vote whether they want to fund it or not. Can these people in this think tank be fired if they're padding their buddies' pockets? They can be fired instantly. There's no term. Uh, I'd even thought that maybe it would be a think tank of people that's completely randomly generated. It's like a lottery ticket. Uh, Every, you know, six months, a new 10 set of people get chucked in there um what if they don't want to do that then they say no thanks and they uh, uh, take their name out of the hat and draw another one so it sounds (laughs) like you and i are almost on the same page kind of yes uh except for But the the gist I got from you was you thought there might still be uses for some portions of government. Well, I'm saying you should have no government. My point being is there's always going to be people that there's if we were to propose this to the vast majority of society, a lot of not only would a lot of people think we're crazy, but a lot of people would be (laughs) like, no, I like my life and I don't want it to change. And through the and it, I personally want liberty within my lifetime for my children. I apologize for my dog barking in the back. Hey, Max. Hi, Max. Uh, but I want liberty in my lifetime. In order for that to happen, we need steps to happen and, because a lot of people aren't going to accept no government right away because they want their child support and they want their... So, So let's talk this out for a second, okay? So what about my system changes the way you live your life? Sagan? What about my system changes the way you live your life? It doesn't. Exactly. Which I'm not arguing you with want, your ideas. If, I'm if, making, no, I know. I'm making I, the I, argument I, for those Karens that want their government. Oh, I know. I'm talking this out with you. So you play Karen. Hi. And I'll, I'll talk about my system here. Okay. You as carrying, what problems do you have with my system? What does it change about your life? I want health care for, for all. Okay. I want to send systemic want... racism. Okay. Are you willing to pay for that in your community? <laughs> yes. Okay, you can have it. Okay. I'm not stopping you. But what about those scary guys down the street with guns? They're 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 threatening me. Okay. How uh, how would you propose that we solve that? We take their guns away. Or we throw them in prison. Oh, so you want to take people's things away from them? Yes. Can I take your minivan away from you? No, that's how I get to work. I'm a 
I, I can't say that. <laughs> oh, this social experiment did not go as planned. Terminated. <laughs> Terminated. Um, know, like we're basically saying the same thing in different ways. Yes. Because eventually but, I want to no. get I want to get to where you're at. I just my opinion is what I said is a more realistic to, way to get there, including what you're – I think our, both of the suggestions we're putting forward is the most realistic way to get to liberty within our lifetime, if applied. Yes. Ideally, there's no government, and I can trade with my neighbor and never have to deal with anything, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, don't say never now. Um, so how do we get there? Crowdfunding government, maybe. Something we've been talking about all night. Yeah, what is crowdfunded government? Crowdfunding government is the idea that, uh, well, taxation is coercive and you want to end it being coercive by making taxation completely voluntary. Rather than being having a gun pointed at you to pay 30% of your income every two weeks, you voluntarily pay money into different departments of law, of government voluntarily, whether that be more than you already are or less than you already are. And you have complete control of your money, and you get to control where it goes, all the way down to the specific department. And the specific project from said department. Exactly. So if you want to pay for your local fire department to get a new ladder engine because it looks a little old and run down and you heard on the local television that uh, they need a new engine because it doesn't run really good, you can fund that. And you can fund, hopefully, through this, you'll see that there's a cheaper way to get that $3 million engine. But you can also then turn around and go when they want to add 12 people to their staff because they say they're understaffed. But then you go talk to your community and find out that they're still having short response times and providing perfectly quality service and they don't really need that bigger staff. You can turn around and say, no, I don't think that's necessary. Versus being having a gun pointed at you and you can't do anything about it. You like, just pay an X percentage and hope something gets done with it. So the idea for crowdfunding government has been around for almost as long, uh, just about the same amount of time as the idea of uh, the king or ruler or government going to each citizen in the country, state, city, area, and uh, taking half their money, gold, silver, whatever the commodity, food, seed, grain, whatever has been. The idea that why are you taking this? I will give a portion of this to you to support your community if you make it voluntary. But no, you're just going to come in and take more than you actually need just because you want more. The idea, yeah. of, the idea of this I, is pretty cool and it's been around a long time. The current person that talks most about this is a guy named Theo. He goes around on a lot of the Liberty podcasts quite regularly. He's a cool cool dude. 
I couldn't yes. find his social media because currently his website's down. I'm going to link it in the show notes. I believe it's crowdfundedgovernment.com. He rec- not recently. He was on Status Quo. Our friend Matt. We love We're you. Link that. We we link Status Quo a lot because we like his content. He's a great guy. Uh, he was on there talking about it. We're going to link that. I recommend you go listen to that. He can talk about crowdfunded government a whole lot better than we can, but we're still going to give a brief synopsis to close out this episode because we believe that crowdfunding government is currently one of the few solutions proposed right now to our way of government and how to change it. It's actual solution versus just complaining. Garrett and I want to be agorists and just be left alone and trade within our community, but for the normie Karens out there, crowdfunding government is a way to get to a less coercive government with Without changing our whole lot, our system a whole lot. It's still under the Constitution. You still have all of your agencies. You just have control over it. Yeah. Basically, the only difference is instead of the government forcing you to pay for stuff, you pay for it out of your own voluntary choice. Yeah. Because what a lot of people think is, you know, oh, if we if we allowed everybody, we took taxes away, no one would pay for anything that was important. Well, what is so important in your life that you think that you has to be there that you're not willing to pay for? I can name two things. I'll wait. Uh, what's cool about this system is what? Nope, go. Okay. What's cool about this system is currently we're paying taxes, and that goes all the way up to the Fed. Or, and all the way up to the state, because you have federal and state taxes. Why? I don't know. And those politicians like to have their sessions and fight amongst each other about what they want to spend your money on. In a crowdfunded government, those local or those agencies come to you and propose why you should give them money versus them taking your money and fighting amongst themselves on what to spend your money on. They come to you and lobby you on what, uh, why you should give them your money. And through this system, over years, agencies like the CIA and FBI, they may still get funding from those crazy right-wing bootlickers. Sure, but they're, they're eventually it's going to get cut down to where they are just an organization with a couple people, and eventually it's just going to be disbanded because they... It can't be supported, and those hopefully those right-wing bootlickers will realize these people aren't doing anything other than enforcing laws that don't change my life. Yeah, the, the, the whole progression of the way something like this works is you actually see what your money does, you see what you're paying for, see how efficient it is, and you d- c- then can make continual decisions on whether that was actually worth it or not. If you've got a company that you're paying to come out and fix your car, for example, and they charge $250 an hour to fix your car, there's nothing necessarily wrong with their service per se, but it's $250. It's pretty freaking outrageous. And you stumble across a company that'll charge you $70 to fix your car. You say, well, let's try it. $70 an hour versus $250 an hour. At least we could give it a give it the old college try. Try them out, and hey, guess what? You get the same quality service. 
Are you going to keep going back to the company that costs $250? Are you going to pay $70? No, you're going to pay $70. That's how everybody is. And that's with any service. Uh, and the, why can't we treat the government the same way? If there's a cheaper, better alternative, or if we can get rid of that alternative altogether because we don't need it, then why are we paying for it to begin with? So another thing about crowdfunded government that it introduces is the idea of doing a lot of this from an application, at least the way I see it. Um, why does there have to be this fancy voting stuff? Why can't it be done from your phone? Have your politicians push their recent, you know, stimulus bill or their uh, denied EM EMS upgrade bill or whatever they want to work on, and you from your application go yes or no. Yes, I want to fund that. No, I don't. Um, I want to contribute more than that because I think it's super important. Or I want to contribute less because I'm broke right now, but I'll still contribute something because I think it's important. Um, and then f as you start getting into that world and introducing that technology, what's to stop you from voting from that application? What's to stop you from instead of Congress approving laws from that application, what's to stop you from you physically voting on the law yourself, completely eliminating Congress's job? And this goes back to it being from a county or state level where your vote actually matters, not your vote being thrown in, th thrown in with 330 million other people and it just getting watered down and completely useless. Yep. And then what's... What's to stop you from firing said politician because he's not putting forward any good ideas or not doing what he said he was going to when he voted him? When you have an application, what's to stop you from running a quick poll, finding out that 60% of the people who voted him in also want to fire him too and firing him? And why, why do we have these fixed terms or lifetime government positions? Why do we have... Why do you have to go through a political process to remove one called impeachment versus just a way to be like, no, we all want this guy fired from public office now because we don't like him and he's a terrible politician. Yeah, what what someone explained to me where the idea of impeachment came from, especially but it's when in the it Constitution. Was... <laughs> you populace voted him in but then your populace can't vote him out. Like, how does that make sense? That doesn't sound like a checks and balance system like it's supposed to be. Another thing on checks and balances is since if you're in office, you are now invincible from laws like tax evasion. Like, no. If you're yeah. elected official, you should be, if not more if not just as, but more accountable to breaking it a law as your constituents, you should more most I, the fact that you don't hear about politicians being arrested and going to prison ever is just proof that the system is not a check or balance on anything. <laughs> no. Government officials, if they're the heroes that you make them out to be, should be held to a much a higher standard. Look at the way we treat our athletes or our uh, Holly, uh, members of uh, Hollywood. 
they make one mistake and they're ousted from the life forever because they're this horrible person. Why don't we do that to politicians? And then maybe through this ability to remove people better, you wouldn't have people like creepy, creepy Uncle Joe being <laughs> in government for 49 years and doing absolutely nothing until 2020 when he somehow did absolutely nothing but not be <laughs> Donald Trump and got himself elected. Yeah, that was a really hard uh, presidential campaign to win. Literally just sat in his basement trying but... to snort cocaine to stay alive. <laughs> oh, oh, I gotta go outside and uh, 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 sniff some hair and uh, maybe I'll feel better tomorrow. <sighs> Hashtag not my president. Point being, the government here is here to serve you. They need... They need your money. And uh, if they're actually doing their job, they'll come to you for your money. But currently, they're not doing their job, but they still get your money. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Boom. Crowdfunded government. Dab. Done. Yeet. Um... Another example of this is uh, your HOA. I want more government. Well, not even that. Like, uh, think of it from a non-government perspective. Think of it from, like, um, a community coming together, contributing money to get things done. Yep. A lot of HOAs were funded to do road maintenance. So a lot of guys will live on, like, a private gravel road. So they'll, they'll form a HOA that literally all they do is plow the roads because they get snow and maintain the roads. And so th that's what it's there for. I, I get that a in a lot of ways, a lot of HOAs have turned into this stupid bureaucratic uh, Karen manage your neighbor bullshit. But the basic premise of an uh, HOA was to help fund community projects to take care of things. Every time I think Why? of HOA, I think of that scene from Over the Hedge where that Karen is outside that one lady's yard with a tape measurer ma measuring the length of grass and then calling her and then commenting on how it's not the right shade of green. <laughs> that is a lot of HOAs nowadays. That's what I think of, of what I think of an HOA. But that was not what HOAs were intended to be. HOAs were intended to help get community projects done. Um, and that's what we see crowdfunded government doing. It's the same basic idea. idea. Why can't we have our communities make the decisions and get things done? Why does it have to be some special elected fancy thing official? And this can even like this could even be applied to schooling. You can Frickin yeah. vote on what your kids are learning, what teacher is in school, like like a homeschool co-ops where they'll all the parents will join together and they'll chip in some money and they'll put classes together for the group. Yep. At the end of the day, whether you're on the left or the right, there's something that the government is doing that you do not want to fund with your own money. And through this, you'll 
not only see what the government is doing that you don't like, and there it might be more than you actually think, and you have control over it now. Like for the right, one of the big ones is abortion. They don't like abortion, and they don't like that their money is taken from them to fund that. And on the left, they want to take away people's guns, and they want to fund people to take away their those other people's guns or they don't want their government bombing brown people in foreign countries even though apparently that's now acceptable under the new administration but whatever (laughs) and through the system you'll you'll be able to see that where your money is actually going oh it's going to that college in Colombia to fund the future's politicians oh i don't want my tax money going to that at the end of the day government is horribly is horrible with with money like Look at uh, the latest, the stimulus bills over the last three. In November, they approved $908 billion. Now, what you were fed through the media was $908 billion to give each person $600. That's what you were told. Now, at the end of the day, not only did not every single person in the country gets $600. College students were exempt, like seniors were exempt, and like a bunch of people were exempt from it because uh, they weren't, quote, essential and, quote, didn't need it. But somehow Pakistan got $25 million for uh, gender <laughs> studies. Now, what does 908 divided by the population of, uh, I don't know, America end up being? Which currently I think the current population to america is right around 330 million right garrett yeah it's a little bit north of that but yeah that's where it's at all right let's just say it's 330 million so 908 billion divided by 330 million ends up being 2700 dollars per person per person and somehow and that's so if you're a family of family of four so you're married you got two kids let me do math because I'm a little bit tipsy right now. That's sixteen hundred dollars, people, and you got sixteen hundred. Sixteen thousand. Sorry. No, it's not. No. Twenty-seven hundred times six. No, times four. Well, you you got your wife and yourself in there. Yeah, a family of four, two kids, two parents. Oh, two. I, I was talking about four kids, but okay. Oh, you said family of four. Okay, well, family of six. Okay. Okay, fine. I'll do family of four to make you happy. Would that make you happy? Now I'm doing math. Okay, it's $10,800. There we go. And you only got 600 per person in your family. And then we go back to uh, the coming one, which is $1.9 trillion. And supposedly, we're only going to get $1,400. You should be getting $5,700 per person. This just shows you that these the government is not doesn't care about you at all. All they care about is giving money to those nonprofits that they own to of that fake freaking digi dollar or government greenback <clears throat> government freaking fake dollar fiat cash that's the word i'm working for looking for <laughs> yeah like 
at the end of the day, they're horrible with government and they're uh, horrible with money and they're not doing with it what they say they are. Nope. Like, I was listening to a... Max says hi. Like, trying to mute my mic every time he barks and it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, at the end of the day, government's terrible with money. I was listening to a story about uh, the Middle East, the war in Afghanistan, and there was... Uh, they were bringing a bunch of tanks back from Afghanistan on a carrier... And they decided to dump, like, eight tanks just out into the sea because it was cheaper to scrap them and make new ones than to refurnish them. And they were, like, fully functional. They were just bringing them back because they're decentralizing down over there. Like, <laughs> oh, your yeah, tax dollars just getting, getting tossed into the ocean because government... a million dollars just thrown away. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we hope crowdfunded, like, look into crowdfunded government. Unfortunately, crowdfunded government's website's down. I don't know if it got nuked from Amazon cracking down on Liberty or if it's just under construction. I should probably reach out to Theo and find out before I link it, but I'm not going to because this podcast is being released in three hours. Um, <laughs> but look into... Gonna... Go ahead. Well, I was just to say, we're going to link that, but we're also going to link a couple podcasts that talk about it. So, you know, yeah. Theo's really good podcast and love. Yeah. Theo's really good. He talks about it on, I think he talked about it on fighting the bullet and status quo. He's, he's the most yeah. knowledgeable. I hope I regave enough, like gave you the overall synopsis of crowdfunded government and that it's not scary and that it's actually a pretty cool system at the end of the day. Crowdfunded government is still government, and I don't really want that. But if that's that would be more liberty than I currently have, so I'm all for it. Yeah, any any step in the right direction is a positive step. That would allow and, me to be an agorist and a true anarcho-Christian and just be left alone and follow my own law. Yeah. Speaking of agorism, how does agorism help us get there? rather than every interaction with identity scraping 20% off the top for itself, you're trading with that person. Yeah, so basically the way agorism helps us get this, gets there is um, as proven by the massive climbing debt, you can't bankrupt the government. Um, that's apparently impossible. Uh, but what what you can do is you can do things separate from the government. And once you get to a high enough quantity, either the government has to change or people realize that the government isn't necessary and they either ignore it or get rid of it. Imagine if everyone just ignored government. Do you know how great that would be? So everyone, well, there was a mass awakening. <laughs> that kind of was how stuff was originally written. A lot of people would say, as a citizen of the U.S., uh, you are supposed to ignore laws that violate the Constitution. Imagine if everyone just started ignoring any law that violated the Constitution. It'd be pretty crazy. What makes me, like, I shared a meme on 
our Instagram earlier this week. It was the Occupy Wall Street protests. And then it, it was a rich ass dude in an office making a phone call saying release the identity politics. <laughs> I think there's that meme goes really deep because it shows that we were like super close to real, realizing the veil of our civilization on how the government is literally designed to take money and then pad the pockets of <laughs> government's buddies. Yep. And now we're distracted with identity politics for probably another freaking 40 years. <coughs> but people have forgotten the basic principle. <clears throat> Sorry. <sighs> that all you have to do is on a mass quantity, ignore the state. And they can't get anything done. You having faith you staying divided, you contributing to their system is what gives them the power. So, and that's kind of what agorism is about, is shifting that focus of government heroes to, I can do this my on my own. I can use alternative currencies. I can grow my own food. I can collect my own water. I can create a self-sufficient lifestyle that is independent of government then i can help other people do so which in return creates our self-sufficient communities that allows us to accomplish the goals that we want to accomplish completely separate from government yep and over time it won't happen tomorrow but over time that will get rid of government and you combine that way of thinking with a crowdfunded government where people are already seeing where their money goes and then they're attempting to create better communities on top of that, that government's going to disappear real quick. I give it like two generations and you wouldn't recognize what type of government we have right now. That'd be nice. You'd, you'd look at our government and go, people used to pay taxes at the point of the gun the hell what were they thinking like we've been paying taxes at the point of the gun since before time like what if like we have like the a vast change in technology in the last generation and we haven't changed how taxation works is absolutely <laughs> absurd like we have the ability to watch a video feed of Tesla orbiting Mars, but we can't control where our where our money goes in our government that's supposed to represent us. Yeah. Come on, guys. Where, where's all those Enlightenment left folks talking about the advancement of human society? Why are you still dragging on the same system that we've been using for, what, thousands of years? Like another example of crowdfunding government is SpaceX. The amount of people that are behind SpaceX because they're actually doing cool stuff is insane. Yep. SpaceX has now done more in the past like five years than NASA has done since they landed on the moon. Like yep. SpaceX has done so much that NASA went to SpaceX to be incorporated with their doing because they were doing more than NASA was, and they just wanted to be involved because big, great America, yeehaw. And it just shows you that that the 
the economy and the capitalist society has the ability to do a better job than the government. Oh yeah, hasn't through isn't even private funding. Yeah, isn't even Tesla Tesla's whole basic business model basically crowdfunding? Basically, he pitches an idea, and if it sticks, he gets a bunch of pre-orders, and then he actually makes it. Yeah, the like he released his Roadster idea like four or five years ago, and they're hitting the road this year. And the way he got funding for it was like, here, here's this idea. If you want it, give me five hundred down payment right now, and we'll start it. And they did the same thing with the Cybertruck last year. That's not going to be out till like 2023. I think the first one's actually hitting the road this year, but we'll see. But yeah, that's like, yeah. Which now SpaceX has changed a little bit, and they're now getting government funding, I'm pretty sure, which is bullshit, but whatever, because <laughs> now the government has control over SpaceX. That's disappointing. And for those libertarians that praise Elon for being, being this high, great man of the people, He's Elon. almost as rich as Jeff Bezos, and if you think someone can get that rich without being part of the system, you're wrong. He's just a psyop. He's just there to influence you. Yeah. Ever since, not uh, that he doesn't make cool shit. I used to think Joe Rogan was a man of the people until he made that statement about the fires this past year, and I was like, nope. He's been <laughs> he's been infiltrated as well. Yeah. I was a little disappointed in that. Well, anything else we want to cover? No. Like, I think this, like, this podcast is kind of meant to be almost as a second part to our intro and then a also a segue into our next episode, which will be, I think, will end up being pretty cool. Yurt. Yurt. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. Go kiss your loved ones. I'm trying to think of a current event to keep this relevant. The only thing I can think of is Trump was not not impeached twice, but really <laughs> I think that I think I think that works. I think that works. Cool. What yeah. are at? Uh, at poking the pot on Instagram and Twitter. I've been getting like a follow or two like every day, and it's pretty Thanks, cool. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. It's pretty cool. Uh, Twitter is still dead, which kind of makes sense because I don't think anyone with our way of thinking is on Twitter still, so I kind of understand that. But it's fun to... Which I don't actually... I'm not active on there. I just like follow the other podcasters on there and don't really do anything. But if you have any suggestions, comments, whatever or want to give us ideas or support or just have something nice to say because it's Valentine's Day or you want to donate or whatever or have some ideas for merch or ways that we can get merch for pretty cheap, uh, give us an email or to contact us. It is pokingthepot at protonmail.com. That'd be great. Uh, the best way to help the show is to share it. We're trying to grow to reach more people currently our most popular episode is uh does protesting work which i find interesting i was thinking the one on hot cheeto man was gonna overtake that one with ease but apparently people don't want to hear about him anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> no more trumpy thumpy no more orange cheeto man uh thank you to mark of the boog he does our artwork 
he's a pretty cool guy. I think I'm going to reach out to him to do something else. I'm thinking about yes. I have some ideas. I, I'm thinking YouTube. Ideas. I think I, I'm thinking YouTube. He, if we could get like a like a 90 second loop of like our logo being static and then play that over our audio for the podcast and then we can share the podcast on YouTube. I think that'd be pretty cool. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And then Alien Ski Void on SoundCloud. Oh, Mark Othbook, I will be linking his YouTube in the show notes if you want to check his out. He does uh, some little skits that are pretty funny. I would share his parlor, but uh, parlor still did I, last I checked. And then Alien yep. Ski Void on SoundCloud. He's got our intro and outro going. Pretty badass. I said Thanks, share. guy. Yeah, appreciate you. Once again, share the show. That's the best way to help us out. Co- comment or email us if you uh, want to say something or just DM me. I'm pretty... Right now, I've got my the social media on my, <laughs> my old cell phone because I don't like uh, Instagram and Facebook knowing where I am at all times. And I just keep it in, <laughs> in my office and then I check it when I get home. And that's when I share memes. So on Instagram, I'm actually posting a lot of memes right now so if you want memes follow us on instagram it's pretty badass i might get banned eventually but full send hopefully not gotta be that uh podcaster that gets banned off socials (laughs) well (laughs) biting the bullet isn't banned and they post more raunchy stuff than i do because i yeah because they're awesome because i don't think our crowd is into dark humor as much as I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But for the third time, sharing the show is the best way to help. Also, leave a review. That's how we grow. That's how we do big things like merch and other stuff. Leaving a review helps a lot as well. Dude. So. Our logo in a Mutiny Metals one ounce round. Bro. Oh, you got to. Dude, you got to contact him. Dude. dude you got like seriously like email dude. him i will buy two right now <laughs> yeah i'll have to hit him up because that would be freaking dope he probably uh, won't want to do it until we get some more listeners but that would be sick seriously reach out to him gonna do it anyways show the show thanks for listening have a good night good night oh i'm gonna edit that out that was awful Good night! The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, For the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and and all his experts would would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him.